With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, uh, rocking the hoodie because I woke up, rolled out of bed. My hair is a mess, so why show my head and just uh, just rock the hoodie? So shout out, Carmel Anthony. Hoodie Anderson. Yep, that's my name. Uh, not, not really, because that makes me sound more less like Carmelo Anthony and more like Hoodie <laughs> Allen, and that guy sucks. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, we're going to be talking about some trade rumors. You got Russell Westbrook trade rumors. He was going to say Wilson. I'm going to say Wilson at some point. I always say whenever I think of Russell, yep. I think of Wilson and not Russell Westbrook. I just call him Westbrook. Uh, so maybe I'll just stick to that. But we'll be talking Russell Westbrook trade rumors. Then we'll be talking some Piston trade rumors. If they're going to move D. Rose, if they're going to move Blake Griffin, if they're going to move Andre Drummond, who they're going to move, if they're going to move anybody. We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about uh, some Laker trade rumors as well. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, can he be on the move? Because apparently his uh, trainer's talking shit about LeBron. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And Kyle Kuzma's like spa- a calling a spade a spade on oh. Twitter. So uh, we'll talk about that on Twitter. Uh, on, on, not on Twitter, on the fucking podcast. <laughs> we're doing, dumbass. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll also have what boys in there as well, where we give a shout out to the guys who went off the past week. Um, if you want to check it out. Uh, us out on patreon.com slash most of our podcast we appreciate it you'd help support the podcast you'd help support us possibly moving away from this room uh upgrading the uh content as well getting me speaking lessons we'd appreciate that uh patreon.com slash most of our podcast uh we i am just realizing i didn't reach out to jake so we're gonna have two jake episodes uh in january so we're excited Sick. for that uh, we love Jake, uh, and we love all, all of our other patrons as well. I actually tried to get him on the Rick and Johnny to talk Star Wars, and yeah. you know what he told me? He said, nope, I can't. Fast break only. Oh, man. It's well, a boy. Well, we, 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 we could make some exceptions. <laughs> uh, no, no. We'll, we'll make exceptions for everybody. We love everybody. Anyways, let us... Give, 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 uh, uh, what? Probably bad to be like, I will make exceptions for Just, Jake. I'll just redo it. Only Jake's allowed cleaner. to come the in whole the studio. Thing? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today we'll be talking trade rumors. We got Russell Westbrook trade rumors. We got Piston trade rumors. And we got Laker trade rumors. We'll also be talking about Wet Boys, uh, giving love to people who absolutely went off in the past weeks. So we'll give some shout outs there also if you want to help support the podcast check out patreon.com slash most of a podcast if you're wondering why i am wearing a hoodie it is mainly just because i rolled out of bed my hair looked like shit so instead of combing it or putting on a hat i put up my hoodie so uh so shout out to the hoodie um shout out to carl anthony uh but we will jump in right away not gonna waste any time there's college football playoff games to be watched and we got to get there i got a family party i gotta go to uh so we'll just get right into it we'll be talking uh russell westbrook and here's the thing I kind of hate this whole December 15, 
you know, trade, uh, you know, exception, like the deadline comes up and like, you know, you, you have to wait until December 15. Yeah. Because after December 15, the garbage just comes out. We just get the trash. The, the the glorious times of my life are from September to December where I don't have to deal with bullshit trade rumor fucking articles. Because honestly, unless it's reported by Woj, unless it's reported by Shams, I do not believe it. There's one that I do believe. But it's good conversation sometimes. Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman came out and said that he wants a trade. That I believe because <laughs> it was why? reported by an actual it reporter. Came, he oh, also okay. got Coach DNP'd. Yeah. And that, that makes it and, pretty clear that he mm-hmm. wants out. And Buddy Heald was talking about, like, uh, how there's massive, like, trust issues or something. I don't want to misquote him. Go to uh, King's Talk. He did apologize. NBC Sports uh, Net or whatever. Yeah. Uh, go check that, what he actually said. But he, he said something along that where there's trust issues with the Kings. He did apologize, but still, he felt yeah. that in the moment. Luke Walton lost the team already. Let's be honest. Absolutely. I t- we, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Luke Walton's a shitty coach, and mm-hmm. uh, he's he's done the same thing all over again. And here's what, <laughs> here's the whole Russell Westbrook thing. When I, I gave out topics, um, it was like, you know, are the Kings screwed, mm-hmm. um, Kyle Kuzma, and then like Kyrie and the Nets or something. Yeah. And then Ricky's like, well, there's trade rumors to talk about. I was like, uh, is there? Because okay. I, was, I was looking all over like my, my sources and I wasn't looking, I wasn't seeing any like trade rumors. And then I was like, Ricky, where'd you see the, the Russell Westbrook thing? And he was like, oh, I knew it was on Forbes. So well, immediately I'm I was discrediting at, it. I was looking on Google. It was the. Um, there was an NBC sports oh, article I, I, that I saw yesterday. I got, I got what I got you're going to say. So then I went to uh, House of Houston, and mm-hmm. this isn't anything. Fansider yeah. typically you know, takes stuff and then writes what they think it's about stuff. curating. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, no problem. So shout out to House of Houston, uh, the Fansider uh, network for uh, for uh, the Houston Rockets. But where they think, where they, the whole thing, uh, this whole article is based off of why the, the Houston Rockets, the Russell Westbrook trade rumors are preposterous, is because they're not even real. They were started on a fucking podcast. So, hey, guess what, guys? LeBron's being traded from the Lakers. Fucking write articles about it. <laughs> Ryan Rossillo of The Ringer, formerly of ESPN, said on his podcast, which bears his namesake, that thinks that, uh, that he thinks. Oh. So oh. said on his podcast, I just don't oh. know how to read. Oh. Uh, Ryan Russell of The Ringer, formerly of ESPN, said on his podcast, which bears his namesake, that he thinks Westbrook will be traded. Here's what he said. I think Westbrook is available. We can talk about semantics, of course. Daryl Morey would trade anyone if he thought it made his team better. Of course he would trade Westbrook if he could get off that long-term money, if he thought the assets, the sum of the parts, was better than the somebody's that's considered a top 10 player. Is Daryl Morey actively calling people saying, hey, I've got to dump Westbrook? Well, of course. He wouldn't do it that way. But there are people who believe Westbrook is available and that Daryl knows I've got to figure something out here. I'm sure people will deny this after they hear it on the podcast. I don't care. I'm not denying it, Russell or Ryan Rossillo. Um, I've listened to your podcast before. I've stopped it a little, you know, for for a, a little bit here. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but it is ridiculous because no one believes it. You don't have proof that it's actually happening. You're just saying something that really can't be denied or really can't be proved because Daryl Morey isn't going to come out and say it because it's. There's no reason for him to say anything about it. So really, you're just throwing it out there that, hey, maybe this is true. And nobody can deny it. So then articles get written about it. And we have to talk about this BS. Because honestly, I highly doubt that Ryan, uh, 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 Russell Westbrook, let's say Ryan Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook would be traded from the Houston Rockets here. So Dave, Ricky, yep. are you buying into any of this Russell Westbrook trade talk here? That's I mean, smidge, I could actually. see it. I could see it happening. Look, yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. This is this is his last year to make it worse. <laughs> this is the last year for him to make it work. Like this, it's sort of come out that if the Rockets don't make it shot at the finals this year, Maury could be out. 
Moore's not a guy who's going to sit on his hands. He's mm-hmm. always active, always moving pieces. And, you know, the one thing that kind of came up recently was the fact that, hey, there there are, you know, interesting pieces out there that I already mentioned is free. One that I think is a good fit for them would be looking to move Russell Westbrook to the Pelicans, going with Drew Holiday and, like, J.J. Redick back to the Rockets. You get your two guard, and you get uh, a three-point, sh- just absolute knockdown three-point shooter, and Pelicans end up with Russell Westbrook because Lonzo Ball hasn't worked out, and you know you're not going to do that. Could you imagine Russell Westbrook and then big Russell Westbrook and uh, <laughs> Zion Williamson when he's healthy? Like, that team's going to throw down dunks like nobody's business. It's a win-win deal in my mind. I, I really hate that deal for the Pelicans. I, oh, I, I, yeah. you, know, you know me. I, I think Russell Westbrook's probably the most overrated player in the NBA right now. Right. I don't think he's a top 10 player. Right. So calling him a top 10 player is just a lie. He's not. Yeah. I really do not think he's a top 10 player. And we've seen how this whole Houston Rockets thing has played out. Yeah. It hasn't worked because Russell Westbrook cannot play in any place that isn't just him grabbing rebounds, pushing up the floor, pushing tempo. And he's even then, he's not even that efficient. He's great at racking up stats, but still, he has not helped his team win. I, I, I think Westbrook... You know he's he's gonna be remembered. He's an MVP. He's probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. But I think his 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 peak is well behind him. I think it was in OKC, and now I think that the fact that you would trade Drew Holiday, a guy that is cost cost controlled, a great two guard, one of the most underrated guards in this game with zero help, and JJ Redick. Although you know that's that's kind of here nor there. Um, I don't think that's a massive. Piece I just want JJ Redick to not I, miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. That's a little selfish um, on my end. But but with Holiday, like. I you think throw you, back you're, you're literally else you wanted from the Houston side. I think he helps you win a championship more now on any team right. than Russell Westbrook does. I think that's entirely entirely true. So what what are the Pelicans gaining? Out of you that? could go. You give a future first. You could give any of the, the problem is this Houston team is so gutted for assets. Like mm-hmm. you have to really like who else can you give up? Nobody wants Ben La- Ben McLemore. No, even he's got a great but shot. Here's the thing: Osterovers, no. Like your your best young piece is probably like Isaiah Hartenstein. Day. And you can't give him up. Don't bash him. You can't give him up. Love you don't him. have big man depth. I love him. You literally can't trade him. Love that but, guy. Ricky, let me let me mm-hmm. say this and then I, I want yeah. you to bounce so off. I, this. I would have to go futures. Yeah. That would be my answer. And, I, and I've got a Pelican deal matched up with what you just Here's said. my thing. Yep. We all thought that they couldn't get rid of Chris Paul, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they got rid of him for Russell yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. I thought they were done. They couldn't make any more moves, and they this, they were kind of making their bet. This mm-hmm. is their last shot at the finals. This is going to happen. If Daryl Morey gets fired of it, it's because of Daryl Morey's mistakes and right. Daryl Morey's inability to stay still or try to build up any youth or try to, you know, find free agents. He wanted to go big name. He wanted to match yeah. Warriors firepower for firepower, and it didn't end up working out. I don't think Daryl Morey is a failure in Houston, but mm-hmm. I, I, I do think that a lot of it's also going to play into the whole China stuff. I think that that's, it's mm-hmm. a disguise of, oh, you haven't gone to the finals. Yeah. Daryl Morey is still a guy that has done a lot of inventive things, made one of the best trades in NBA history to get James Harden. When he hurt the bottom line of the entire league, well, yeah, you're under a microscope. And, and also, I think, too, you made this deal, this Westbrook deal, and now you're going to mm-hmm. give up on it two months into the season. We I were, think it's we were kind of predicting ridiculous. this though. We kind of like I one of the other way. one of our bold, one of our bold predictions. It was one of you guys said that this was not going to work. I think it was Sean. Sean, because I wanted. I think it to Sean work. had a bold prediction. Yeah, you had, this was not I wanted work. it to work. If you so had badly. you had them top three, right? Yes, something like that. There's still a chance. But yeah. like when this deal was even made, <laughs> and Brody came to town. My first thought was, this ain't going to work. I just didn't think it was going to work, and. The thing that the Pelicans do have that's interesting 
is the Cleveland pick. Like, because the trade I have is Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick would work money-wise. But they have the Cleveland pick this year, Mm -hmm. and they have a Laker first-rounder in 2021 that, hey, odds are that one might not be a high pick as well. So it's like, you know what? We're getting a first-rounder back. We're at least getting some assets back. And that Cleveland pick is interesting to me because right now Cleveland sits five. It's a top 10 protected pick. And Cleveland sits at the fifth right now. Lottery can change anything, but the most slots they can move down as of right now is nine. Yep. But if they move anywhere lower, as this season goes on, there's only three games, technically two and a half, between them and the 10th team because there's three teams tied for ninth. So, So, like... That's so close to where even if they win a couple games, there are eight, two teams move up in the lottery. The Pelicans, this deal could actually work out better for them because then if the pick doesn't convey, let's say they're in the top 10 and it doesn't convey, then it turns into a second rounder next year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if the Rockets would take that pick and kind of go with the gamble, but it's a flip of the coin whether that pick, the Cleveland one, will be a first rounder for the Pelicans this year or will be a second rounder in 2021. My thing, and, and I think this kind of goes with it's it's some story from uh, from the Bills, and I, th- mm-hmm. I I forget who it was, so I, I apologize for that. But there was this whole thing back in 1980s, 70s, or something like that, where the Bills had the choice of trading their draft picks to yep. go out and just make sure they make the playoffs again, and the head coaches can keep their jobs. Or sticking with the the youth that they could bring in, and they might lose their jobs, but the Bills would be in a great place in the end. And mm-hmm. I forget the coach's name, and I apologize for that. So if anyone does remember, please throw it out there. I've been trying to look, but I didn't have enough time. Um, and I, I, I tried Googling it, it just didn't work out. Um, but pr- pretty much they were in the predicament whether we make these trades to save our jobs or we keep with the young, youth assets because we know it's going to work out mm-hmm. and we lose our jobs, but the Bills are going to do you know end up in a better place. Yeah, they chose youth and end up in a better place. Mm-hmm. They went to four straight Super Bowls. They have Jim Kelly, Otis Anderson, Bruce Smith, yada, yada, yada. I think Daryl Morey is just going to have to be the sacrificial lamb here. Because in the end, he, he is a very good general manager. Mm-hmm. He unfortunately got himself into hot water with the whole China stuff. Yeah, I think if he didn't do that, he would have a job immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think he really just has to bite the bullet here because it didn't work out. You tried the Russell Westbrook thing. You tried the Chris Paul thing. Trading a young asset or a possible great asset like the Laker pick, like the Cav pick, would be extremely short-sighted here. Because in the end, that is bad for the health of the Houston Rockets. Because right now, we just talked about him going out and making big splashes and trying to get firepower to compete with the Golden State Warriors Mm -hmm. and not building youth and not building up young players and assets to grow up and build a farm system. And... If he does go out and trade that Cleveland pick, he is exactly doing the same thing well, and putting the, the Rockets the, in a bad situation. The Pelicans have the Cleveland pick. It would be the Rockets oh, getting Oh, God. That's yeah. even worse for the Pelicans. The, the Pelicans, Pelicans have it. Well, give that up. Because right now it's protected and it's only a second rounder. It's it has the option pick. of being a first rounder I, if Cleveland if, falls out of the I, top ten. If I am the Pelicans. I'm not giving mm-hmm. up I'm not more. giving up Drew Holiday. I, I am, if I was David Griffin, yeah. I'm not giving up Drew Holiday for Russell Westbrook. I would need the pot okay. suite. Russ in my mind. and a pick would get it done in my mind. Russ and a pick for yeah. Drew Holiday and JJ Redick. And that's that, that's mean, the best possible deal for my mind. The team I think you're thinking of is the Redskins. They didn't have a first round pick from 1969 to 1979. Literally. They traded away young talent, mm-hmm. young potential talents, 
and then just kept grabbing guys who are like 27 to 30 to 35 and they just kept rolling with these old with this older crew and did absolutely fantastic um so maybe that was the team you're thinking of I'll try to find it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's no, it wasn't. I'm a hundred percent sure it was the Bills. The only okay. thing that I think about is, and this is important with the Russ trade value yeah. is, how many picks are the Rockets going to want back? Because zero. When well, when the Thunder traded him, they got two first rounders in 20, 24 and twenty six, yep. and then pick swaps in twenty one and twenty five. So technically, they got two extra picks and then chances to swap. Are the Rockets going to just look to, if they do trade Russ, is it just going to be like, let's get him off and let's see what we can get? Is it going to be, let's try to get the best pick value? And to me, there's one team out there mm-hmm. that it could be a perfect marriage, perfect trade for both teams. That's and that's the New York Knicks. Because the trade I've got would send Marooks Morris. I love it. Bobby Portis and Taj Gibson. So these are... These are guys, Marooks is on a one-year deal, Right, can probably help you in the playoffs, but if he doesn't, he's gone. Yeah, Bobby Portis, I think, could be a guy when Clint Capella, because one of the big reasons in the playoffs is Clint Capella gets run off the floor. Yeah, Bobby, put him in there. It's small ball five, but you can put him in there. Bobby ain't getting run off the floor. Mm. Taj Gibson can be a veteran presence in that playoffs, can give you quality playoff minutes in my mind. The, I don't know if Taj's defense is good enough at this point in his career. He's good, but the Rockets, sketch. the Rockets would have to give up just Russ, and then Tyson Chandler and Thabo. And the only reason I'm including them is three for three. Yep. Um, and both Tyson and uh, Cephalosha have one year deals, so they're off. And the Rockets could actually get picks because if I'm the Knicks. That Maverick pick in 21, mm-hmm. Mavericks are going to be pretty fucking good next year. Probably. Maybe that pick ain't going to be that high. Yep. I'm okay with giving that up. And then by 2022, if I got Russ and RJ, maybe I'm making a run by then. So I give up the 2021 Dallas pick, my 2022 pick, or if you want to give up your 2023 pick, the Rockets can get picks. They oh. can get guys to help their playoff run, and the Knicks can get a star in Westbrook to play in the lights of MSG next to RJ. I want to get the reaction here. It was Kay Stevenson, former head coach of the Buffalo Bills. He was working with Bill Polian. Kay Stevenson had the choice of trading these young players like Mm -hmm. Chris Smith and Jim Kelly. He said, no, let's keep them. And he lost his job. Polian ended up keeping his job, and then he went to four street Super Bowls. Wow. All right. It's Um, uh, NFL Films, the draft class that sparked a dynasty, 1984 Bills draft. Nice. Uh... I just don't know why the Rockets would want to have, you know, a bunch of mid-tier guys and then draft picks. Like, that doesn't fit their timeline at all in my mind. That's my only question. Like, yes, they get mm-hmm. two first-rounders back, but like, James Harden doesn't give a shit about first-rounders. Yeah. No, can, no, you, no. can you read this the trade This isn't about what James Harden thinks, though. This is what Daryl Morey would want. Daryl Morey doesn't have a job next year unless what? they compete for a final yeah, this can you year. Read the tra- can you read the trade again? So the Knicks would get Russ and then Chandler and Thabo Cephalosha. Chandler and Cephalosha would be done at the end of the year. Um, the Rockets would get Marooks Morris, Bobby Portis, and Taj Gibson, along with Dallas's 2021 first-round pick and the Knicks' 2022, but you can even push it to 2023 if you want. I think the the, the first-round picks are interesting just because it doesn't mean you have to keep them. Mm-hmm. It's just another asset you could flip. Yep. So I don't I don't hate that idea. It's just the fact that you're getting, what, four power forwards there? Three. 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 I mean, you're, and you're taking away another ball handler from them. I mean, who's going to then handle the ball when James Harden isn't? Austin Rivers. Yeah. I, 
I, I think well, it's maybe you're thinking Eric Gordon comes back and he's not he that plays great of a ball well. handle, like though. like that's the only thing I'm thinking. I, I, I think it's I think honestly what we just keep coming to is they're screwed. Daryl Morey's screwed. He's losing his job, and that's really what's going to happen. And I think Rusillo's idea of, you know, Maury's not going to sit on his hands and stuff like that, he might not. I, and, I, and, you know, maybe Russell Westbrook does get traded, but mm-hmm. I honestly do not think that if it happens, we will look back and be like, wow, the Rockets made a great deal. Wow, look at that again. <laughs> you think I, it's I, a bailout I, move, I, if I, anything? I think it, it, they will be screwed. And, and yep. at the end, you know, in the end, it might not be immediate, but it will have mm-hmm. very bad uh Consequences on their franchise because I think you're gonna have to attack dra- attach draft picks to Russ, which then in the end is going to hurt you. And I know James Harden doesn't care about draft picks, and James Harden doesn't care about this. And yep. James Harden get- I but honestly think James Harden trigger. really just cares about you know making sure he's he's able to handle the ball, he's able to score a shit ton, and I, I think he kind of likes playing this way. Mm-hmm. So if you're not really changing that, I don't really know if he cares that much about finals. I don't know if that's his end all be all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a guy that would really ask for a trade because it seems like he's pretty happy. No, he loves being the guy in yeah, Houston. Like, so that's I, not his problem. It, it's just the question of how long can you be, you know, that close but not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that after. You know, it's got to eat at you is what you're saying. It's going to eat at you. Mm-hmm. Like, Daryl Morey built a team to beat the Warriors, and they were an injury away from beating the Warriors. Do you, you know, th- they were they were healthy Chris Paul away from finishing the deal. They were a historically bad streak of three-pointers from beating the Warriors. And credit to him. Like, it's a hell of a job he's done. He's retooled the team year over year over year. But the fact that they aren't good enough to beat the best team, you know, that's that's his legacy. That, that's where he's at at this point. And I think that uh, James Harden really at this point is, is you know, at Daryl Moore's mercy. Do I think they should trade Russell Westbrook right now? No. Like, I think you I think you roll it out for another couple months, see where he's at. He's had some good performances. He's had games where he's looked better. But I just think that people are trying to instant fix a team that, you know, might need some time to put it all back together again. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I just want to throw this out there. Um, what, where, did you, where did you say Russ would be shooting? Again, horribly. No, but where'd you say he was? Oh, I think you your bold prediction was like my bold prediction he, was league, league average. average. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's he's twenty nine. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was uh he was at thirty uh, league average right now is thirty five point five percent. Um, it's uh, currently at twenty three point eight percent. So he's got a long way to be a league average. He does. Um, he does. I know. The scary thing is, is he's getting a lot of wide open looks. Yeah, and he's just not going in. No, he's a bad shooter. Yeah. Um. So that's really what it comes down to. Seventy nine percent from the line, though. Shout yeah. out to Russ. Yeah, he's he's, 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 he's at least there. back up there. Um. I, I I just I don't think a trade's gonna happen. I, I honestly don't. I I don't know. I don't think Houston's gonna be able to make a run. I mean, they're twenty one and ten. It doesn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. It really feels like they're you know much worse than that. That's so, a crazy I mean, thing. That's a, that's they're a credit doing to James so Harden. well, and James Harden is fucking insane. Like that's. Someone who's putting up 39 points a game at the true shooting percentage that he is, he's literally a top four greatest scorer of all time. And I think the argument's there that if he can continue this, he's potentially number two. I mean, that's that's where that's where we're at. Like mm-hmm. we're watching history right now, and people just love to hate on him because mm-hmm. free throws aren't exciting. Yeah. Well, and some of the things that I'm thinking about. First off, just a last thing I'll throw out with the next thing. If I take out Taj and put in Alfred Payton. That would is that a better. little bit better? Because then it's that like you better. get a backup ball handler yeah. when Harden's not on the court. Yeah. He's, a, he's a mini Russ. Remember exactly. he, was, he had like five straight triple doubles? You just knock off the front poof and you're good to go. So then he cut the poof. He cut he the poof. Has, yeah. And the Rockets would save a million dollars from that. Two thoughts that are going in my head, though. Number one question I wanted to throw out there yep. is 
Do you think at the end of Daryl Morey's time, whether it's after the end of the season or later in the future, do you think his lasting legacy in Houston that we're just going to say like, man, he got way too obsessed with the Warriors and that was his downfall? No, like he got way he too obsessed team. with trying to like instead of like building a team that like, hey, this is the best team that's going to win. Mm-hmm. He got too obsessed with. I need to beat this team. I need to build the perfect team to beat this well, team. He was the no, second because, best team in the NBA yeah, for like three years. I, I disagree with that because he was the second best team in the NBA for years, but also he almost did it. Yeah. He he would have mm-hmm. done it if his team didn't go 0 of 27 or whatever, and then Chris Paul wasn't injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, his, he put the right players on the court. He just they didn't perform. Yeah. So I really, I think his legacy is that he was so close so many times and he just never could do it. And his, he was, he was so uh, in, uh, enthralled or uh, encapsulating. Uh, in, uh, I wish I was a better speaker. No. Um, he was so enticed by the idea of winning a championship for Houston that it ended up being his downfall because he then made one too many moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, look at the work he got out of like Luke Mahamute. Like, there's a guy who, not even in the league, he, you know, mm-hmm. after his last year with uh, Houston, yeah. no, after his last year with oh. Houston, he went to the Clippers, but he never had it again. You know, he hurt his, uh, I, I believe he had an injury at the end of the time with Houston, which limited his playoff minutes. He was doing really well, but then it was like, dude can't even do anything. He's a great defender. He had Trevor mm-hmm. Reese's corpse out there. Looking great, and then look where Trevor is at now. PJ like, Tucker. PJ Tucker's a fucking. I don't even know how the hell. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. who who has the analytic mind to figure out? Like, PJ Tucker is our two, three, four, and five all at the same time. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This six five, six six guy who is just a brick shit house out there can guard anybody. Like, yeah. where do you was get playing this in from? Israel, Ukraine, Greece, Germany, Italy, then came back to Phoenix, and then you know went back to to Houston. Yeah, the Pat Bev deal. Like, he just they they went through so many interesting iterations of teams mm-hmm. that I just, uh, it's impressive. Rhino too. Ryan Anderson, yeah, making Ryan Anderson. I mean, the contract they had to give him was awful, but like. The value he provided them in the regular season was insane. Mm-hmm. I, I Daryl Moore, if he gets fired, you know, at the end of the season, the following day, there's ten teams calling, being like, well, "So, well, the, the, what's would, it going to take?" There would and one be, of them won't if, be if, the Bulls. It should be. I, I, it honestly, should be. I don't know if that is going to happen though, because of the whole China stuff. You think he's going to get blackballed? I think he might. Oof. Right, and and maybe not, maybe not his life, but for a, a while. Yeah. I think it's going to have cool. to take a little bit for for that to cool, uh, because I feel like it's probably cooled around here. Um, but I don't know if it's cooled over there. Yeah. Um, but well, also, he's also, also had some duds like KJ McDaniels. Oh no, Josh he's not. He's not. He's not bulletproof. Monte Yunus. Monte Yunus is an offensive <laughs> machine. He was until he disappeared. He liked eating food a little too much, <laughs> and his effort level was. Um, he brought back uh, Corey Burke mysteriously. Too. Yeah, missing sometimes. But no, like he's 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 been able to get a lot out of. You know, he, he finds the guys who fit the system, and I think that's the thing. Like, he and Dan Antoni are a, an amazing pair, because mm-hmm. Dan Antoni's yeah. the point guard whisperer, and he just keeps finding, like, here's this weird guy, plug and play, see what happens, and it just works sometimes. If you had to figure ben it out— Ben McLemore's a fucking reclamation project who nobody thought mm-hmm. could play anymore, and he's out there having 10-point, or 10-made-3 uh, performances. Yeah. Like, if if you could— Joe Green off the fucking couch. Yep. Uh, Corey Brewer at one point, too. Yeah. Um, if you could— Either wipe the franchise clean right now. You get a free clean sweep. Yeah. You you lose James Harden. You lose that, but you get all your picks back. Um, and you 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 have to rebuild the team, or you have to figure it out with the roster right now. What what would you rather do if you're Daryl Morey? That's tough. I mean, I would I'd try to keep James Harden. That's I, I got. You would spot, try to make it work with Harden. I got to spot rack this team. Harden is wiping thirty it clean. years old. Uh huh. 
He's got effectively with his game, I think easily five more years of mm. service. But how much usage he's been having. But that's the thing. It could he's absolutely not, he's not bodying guys down low. He's taking outside shots and flopping. True, but at some point he's look at what he's doing just night in, night out. Oh, yeah. He's played the he's most gonna... minutes twice twice already in his career. Yeah. At some point, you know there's going to be a breaking point. You can't play 2500 minutes, you know, for <laughs> what fucking, you know, 10 straight years. Your body's going to break down at some I point. I get you. But like his game is so crafty and it's not predicated on his athleticism. It's all on the fact that he outsmarts guys. He outthinks guys on the court. So I think I wait out, you know, some of the bad contracts and try to get to a point where, hey, if Russell Westbrook can be moved for something reasonable, do it. And Clint Capella's contract will be coming up. And I love Clint, but like that contract, they needed to give him money. But the fact that they gave him money kind of locked them down. Kind of feels like Steven Adams esque, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's the they had to do it, but at the same time, like you limit your other options. Yeah, big men are kind of replaceable. Mm-hmm. I'm wiping it clean, and the only reason why is shit hasn't worked. We got to go in a new direction. And See, I think it has worked. I to me, if, if I was Daryl Morey, it's finals or bust. With the roster that he's put together, finals or bust. That's the way I would be thinking about it. And because this team hasn't won a finals. I would start questioning, will we ever win a finals with James Harden? I know he's a really good player, but, but when does it become, like, Russ, I think, is definitely this. James Harden, I think, is going to be this. Is the put-up-great-stats, great player, never won a championship. But, but, and but, as a GM, as a guy who puts the pieces in the right place, my goal is not to give you the best stats. It's to win a championship. I, I just think that bust means that He's a failure, and I don't think he failed. I, I don't think that he destroyed this team. I don't think that he put him in the wrong situations. He tried to win a championship. No, no, no. I'm and saying, just because I'm saying like what you no, said. But, if I was in the position, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, or, not, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you wiping. Okay. I'm just you, you, you saying finals are bust. Yeah, that's how I would think of it if I was yeah, Daryl Moore. And I'm yeah. I, and I'm disagreeing with you. Okay. No. I just didn't know if you. I wanted to make sure it was not. I'm saying Daryl Morey's not thinking that. That was me. If I was Daryl Morey. Yeah, and I'm saying yeah. I, I wouldn't think okay. of it as a bust because I don't think you, you tried, you got close to the finals, and you put everything in the right spot to do so. It just didn't work out on the court, which obviously is the most important thing. But I don't think Daryl Morey did a bad job of trying to win a, a title for Houston no. because they were so close to it. And you know he can't be out there sh- chucking threes. I don't want Daryl Dor- Dor- mm-hmm. Morey out there chucking threes for me, anyways. Um, but you, know, you, you, he's not out there shooting, uh, you know, those shots. He's not out there affecting the game and playing it. He, he has to put those chess pieces in the right spot. Um, but even then, those chess pieces still have to, uh, you know, go out and, and and fire off. And they didn't do that um, in those games. So I, I think he he did a very good job of building up a championship contender. Mm-hmm. And just because he fell short, I don't think is is a is a bad thing or a, is a, is a bust or a failure of his time. I think that he he did do a, a good job of you know doing what he was brought in to do. It just comes up with I just think of something I'd wipe, that I'd wipe it clean too. I think of something I'm going to bring out a phrase that Will Purdue usually says about the Bulls this season is insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Looking at this rust trade of what it's been now, hindsight's 2020, but first time around, oh let's bring in CP3, let's get a Another superstar to play next to James Harden. Worked really well. They almost got to the finals. Injury away. 
They could have been there. A Clay Thompson performance. They could have been there. Um, Try to do the same thing with Russ. Let's get that superstar. They've played together before. At some point, it's just going to be when is it like, okay, when do we pump the brakes and try to do something else? And I'm not saying that's wiping it clean. I'm not saying that's getting rid of James Harden. But eventually, if you start getting to the same point every year and you're not getting any further, something has to change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, to me, that's you're, you're, you're one of the top teams in the NBA for so long. I don't know that you have to change. I think that a lot of teams are okay being very good. They're the very good of the league. You're not going to get a championship, but you're always there. I mean, like, you look at the Supersonics, you know, the Gary Payton, Sean Kemp Mm -hmm. teams. They were always very good. The Utah Jazz of the 90s, very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but those those teams made it to finals. Right. Now, I I understand. I'm just saying, like, they didn't, they went up against the greatest team of their generation in the the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Are the Golden State Warriors not. You know, the team that beat the Bulls regular season yeah, record? But, but still, I mean, like... Are they not the team with four All-Stars? The Knicks needed Jordan to retire, but they still made it to a final. You know? Like, all those teams that, like, didn't win a championship still made it to finals. Yeah. The Rockets would be probably a bet... Maybe a little bit of a better version than the Indiana Pacers. Because Indiana Pacers had Reggie Miller, never made it to the finals. I... They did. Reggie Miller's not even in the same world. Oh, they did. The one year they got they got past the Knicks. That's right. So that one doesn't even work. I'm trying to think of a team that had the power and didn't make it. Because, like, the Knicks, they made it to one and lost to the Rockets. Sacramento it happens. I, I guess the Kings. I almost yeah. want. Yeah, but they got screwed out of there. Yeah, yeah so they still so make it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Shout out to Houston. You guys are now the Sacramento Kings of 2002. <laughs> and, uh, ooh, ooh. Who's team right. that sustained being, like, right outside? I mean that's that's the thing, because the Raptors technically were the team up until Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. They were one big deal away from getting a championship. Yeah, the Rockets were better than the Raptors. I know, that's a scary thing. That's why you think you're one deal away, man. You're always just one deal away. Um, the Daryl Moore lifestyle. You roll the dice I'll again. I'll ask this question: In 20 years, which old, um, old Rocket player will be the GM of the Houston Rockets? Who will be the Vlade Divac of the Houston Rockets? Yao Ming. That I mean, that'd be great. I would say of this team though. Well, all of the currently on the yeah, roster, yeah. PJ Tucker. Ooh. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna go Austin Rivers. I could see Rivers being a front office kind of guy. Yeah. I could see him being a coach or in the front office. Sh- Easily. Shout out Austin Rivers. All right, we're going to wrap up this segment. We're going to jump into uh, some Pistons talk now. Let us know your thoughts down in the comments. Uh, what do you think about the Rockets? Should they blow everything up or uh, should they keep uh, keep it a course uh, out in Houston? But let's jump into the next topic. And we want to give a shout out to our guy, to the man, the myth, the legend, our patron. Guys in the Discord, constantly lighting us up, constantly uh, shooting his shot, constantly giving us updates Mm -hmm. about his team, the Detroit Pistons. Shout out to Soapy Muffin. We love him. Shout out to him. He's he's one of the best. Yep. Um, always giving us updates on, on Andre Drummond. Uh, we always always complain about Blake Griffin. Luke uh, Luke Kennard for MVP as I almost yes. knocked my water he, over. He's a man for my Just own heart. <laughs> Shout out to Soapy. We love you. Uh, but anyways, we're talking about the Pistons. Uh, who are they going to trade? Because it seems like it's a possibility that they might trade somebody. They're bad right now, and they have some players that are interesting: Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, uh, Derek Rose. So we'll talk about all three of those guys. Who's going to be traded off this team? Yes or no? We'll get an answer from everybody on everybody. So you're going to get nine mm-hmm. answers. 
<laughs> and probably no actual conclusion. Uh, so That's what you come here for, though. Let's jump into it. Uh, we're going to start off with the big guys. We'll, we'll, we'll work our way down. We'll start yep. with the tallest to the oh, shortest, okay. all right? Yep. So we're going to start off with big man Andre Drummond. Then we'll go to a little bit smaller of a big man who would still eclipse me. Boy. Yeah, it would still eclipse me by a whole 12 inches. Um, Blake Griffin. <laughs> and then Derek Rose, who's still taller than me. Yep. Uh, but we'll start off with Andre Drummond. Uh, Woj and Zach Lowe, two guys. See, this is a this is a trade rumor that I respect. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Woj and Lowe on their trade preview show mentioned the Pistons and Mavs, possibly Andre Drummond and Tim Hardaway being involved uh, in a trade. That's very interesting to me because mm-hmm. those are two guys with a lot of insight. Those are two guys that are putting out their name on the line um, on ESPN of all places. So and they've I, got insider connections like nobody else's business. So let's talk about Andre Drummond. Let's talk about the Mavs first. Do you think that Andre Drummond is a need for the uh, Dallas Mavericks? It's hard to say a need for a team that right now is performing so well, but I will say that they if they if they had one weakness it would be the center position right now there's a reason why they wanted to get um our boy from the magic during this offseason not just because he's a euro but Lucy Lucy man come yeah. on um the whole thing was if if they could go ahead and get a big man who can you know help them offensively and rebound well and dish out a couple of assists they'd be in business because KP has no post game he just he, he's got no post moves yeah. looks awful out there and that's something he's got to work on going forward. But Drummond is just a vacuum of rebounds. Like, that man will rebound anything and everything within a 15-foot range of the rim. So I think that if they could go out there and get someone who could lock down that low pose for them, that would be massive for them. And again, he's not the worst guy as far as passing out a low post. I think him and Luka in the pick and roll would be pretty disgusting. I think fit-wise, this could work out really nicely for the Mavericks. I have a lot of issues with Andre Drummond, and I don't know if you have the same, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I look at him, and I just wonder, why does why is he not better? Why is he not a, a guy that is more sought after? Because he's 26 years old. He's 6'10". He's probably one of the most athletic big men mm-hmm. in the league right now. Um, you just look at what he was doing in college. I mean, the, the guy's got an unnatural ability to jump. Um, he's very fluid, very athletic. But... I, I just don't understand a guy that's averaging 17 and 15 isn't the most sought-after player on the trade market right now. Because he's the the thing that I've always had a problem with Andre Drummond. It's not his fault. It's the team's fault of who they put around him. Hmm. Really, if you're the number, like, in this NBA, a center cannot be your number one. He could be your number two. He could be possibly your number three. Okay, can't but, be your number one. But even then, I don't think he is even their number one. No, no. I'm saying like even it's with Blake. Blake Griffin coming in, yeah. that hasn't been enough to kind of like it's hard to me. It has have a point guard exactly. Like they need a guard. They need a wing that can be their one, two, their one or their two. I'll say I, I, not even their three. I, one or two. May, may, I just think it's a thing of lack of motivation. There's that too. I, you I could say that. I don't, and, I, and maybe that would come with playing with Luca and KP mm-hmm. on a very winning team. Um, you know, maybe that unlocks him. But mm-hmm. I, I also think too that you know he can grab 15 boards a game. But I think one thing that is a little bit uh, lacking in his game is the ability to start transition off of those rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he he isn't a horrible passer, but I also don't think assist means passing level, and I think he could be a much better passer. And maybe that is you know lack of weapons as well. Maybe he doesn't have the guys to actually you know even risk uh, you know chucking balls up out, out to. But I I do think that with a guy that's grabbing fifteen boards a game, 
should be leading transition more and should be leading outlets more and should be pushing the pace a little bit more. And I really don't see that happening with Andre Drummond. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be something that could unlock his game. And I don't know if the Mavericks are the best spot for that because I would much rather have Luka the god of passing mm-hmm. uh, to be, you know, starting those transitions, being being my main rebounder. I know that obviously, you know, having Andre Drummond wouldn't hurt yeah. at all. Um, it would also probably help boost Luca's rebound numbers because you have to worry so much Luka about gets like Andre Drummond. Eight to ten boards a game. Yeah, I mean, but, that's but, pretty incredible. But still, I mean, like having Andre Drummond and Luca out there, yeah. you know, it's a great pair. I, I just think that he is he should be much better than where he is at right now and i think a lot of that has to do with his mentality with his work ethic um he has worked hard on his free throws so i'll give him a shout out to that yeah, jumping 30 percent on there you know he's done a great job from 2016 2017 to just 2017 2018 um he, he went from 30 to 60 so shout out to him, him for that but I just don't think it's all there, and I think that should be concerning that a guy this young, with this much athleticism, with this ability to grab boards, is not the most desired trade asset out there. I well, think that should be concerning. Your point is valid, too, because there have been, there's like actual evidence of like, there was a game that we actually did for a watch along. I think it was against the Bulls, where it's like, third quarter, he just goes, fuck it, I'm done, foul, get me out of here. Yeah. Like and they it's like it's like wait a second. There's like a complete second half to play, dude. No, nah, I'm gonna hit the locker room. Um, I'm he done. didn't hit the locker. No, room. he, he hit didn't the hit the locker room. But it's like I'm done with this game. I'm not playing. Here's my problem with the whole Mavs trade, though. I think the Mavs don't have the assets to get it done. And when I say that, the big thing I'm gonna want if I'm the Pistons, yep. if I'm giving up Blake, if I'm fire sale with Drummond and Derrick Rose, I want picks. Dallas can't give me the 20 and 22 picks because they already gave the Knicks the 21 and the 23. Right. And because of that Stephian rule, you yep. can't, or Stephian rule, however you pronounce it, you can't give up those picks. So it's like that trade, I mean, it's not impossible, but it's going to be finagling to where I'm not going to want to wait until 2026 to get a yeah. pick or 2025. Yeah. Um, so that's the only thing with the Mavericks that I think hinders them as they gave up those assets to get KP that because they can't give up year after year after year and do what that Redskins team did mm-hmm. that they won't be able to move the picks that the Pistons want unless they add a third team and okay we get picks from you but then who are we giving to you and it it's just going to be convoluted uh see here's the problem with the Pistons is their front office has said they want to compete for the playoffs. They mm-hmm. just they just want to be good at basketball, and I think that's the problem. You have a team that, if the front office is happy that you're making the playoffs, even if you get obliterated, you know, o four in the first round, they're still viewing it as a win. It's kind of hard to force bad pieces or, or force you know pieces out of town. You know, we're doing this as the fact of like, look, this is a team that looks like it needs a rebuild in our minds. You know, Blake Griffin is a shell of himself right now. He needs to rest and, you know, get his whole body right before he comes back. He rushed back the season, it looks like, and has looked like it. Uh, it's just hurting him more. I think Drummond's one of the guys who, look, he's got good value. As much as you want to say he's underperformed by our standards or he's looked lackadaisical out there, you know, not 100% on the effort, like, he's still an excellent rebounder. He's still a good defender. No, yeah, and he, he the is, Mavs, but if I they think... want to win... You need someone who can guard the rim. My, my, you need my, rim th- yeah, my, my thing isn't, isn't that he's a bad player. It's just I think that, like, why isn't he more coveted? Yeah. That's the question I'm asking. Because nobody wants to have a big under a big contract, and that's what mm-hmm. he's due for. 
Like that's that's yeah. the problem is he's due for a contract and you don't want to be like oh we just talked about it Stephen Adams Clint Capella mm-hmm. big guys on big contracts who aren't going to win you a championship yeah but However, even then he, he is he is a you know a, he's he's up after uh, he's got a player option but yeah I mean he's if, gonna, but that's if, the if, thing he's going to be asking for a long term deal mm-hmm. for twenty plus million a year here's the but, thing but I'm though. fine I'm fine with that because I I you don't have to sign him. No, and because, that's, it, because the whole point you're making this move to help you this year and possibly you know this year, and that's why I think the Blazers are the best team because like I just worked out here, they would have to give up in this mindset the 2020 and 2022 firsts, yeah, only because if I'm the Pistons, so the Blazers will get Drummond. That's all they get. Blazers will get those two picks, 20 mm-hmm. and 22. They'll get Hassan Whiteside. So it's like okay, gonna take him off, but he's an expiring, so maybe you can take one of the picks off because of that. You could also get like Nasir Little, and it's like, okay, we'll take on a project, we'll get picks, and Drummond can be like the mercenary for the Blazers. That even if yeah. Nurkic comes back, you now have Nurkic and Drummond, and Whiteside's been playing the... good for them, and I don't know if it's necessary to do that. Would you because... rather have Whiteside or Drummond? Nurkic. <laughs> no, no, but if you had to pick Drummond or Whiteside, who would you pick? I'd I would pick rather Drummond. have Whiteside because that way I can have Nurkic coming back and then trade Whiteside for a better player. Yeah, they need wings. I would, yeah, I would rather trade. Wings. I would rather trade Whiteside twenty-seven mil for mm-hmm. a wing. Yep. And even then, Whiteside's been playing good. Yep. So I. So I there you go. We're going to solve this whole deal by trading uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. to the uh, Trailblazers oh. for Hassan Whiteside. Everybody wins. Except so for the, the Pistons. So the, so, <laughs> so the Mavericks just say, well, we can't get Drummond. We'll just get... We'll take Whiteside right for a year. <laughs> we just made a deal. Um, uh, I don't even know if that's the let's make a deal uh, thing. Uh, let's let's answer this question before yeah. we get into play. Before I think we the get Hawks into, is the other team, though. I'm just toss out there. Well, well, what's the Celtics. Hawks thing before we get into that? Oh, dude, I don't have the Celtics, a Hawks got, Well, yeah. the Celtics thing means they have to trade Gordon Hayward and I yeah, wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's just Drummond and Thon for Hayward and a first. Their own first, which would be low. Nope, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hello? Would be good, oh uh, hi. Uh, yes, this is the uh, hi. This is Danny Ainge. Oh, you want me to trade Gordon Hayward for Andre Drummond? Oh, thank you. Have a great happy holidays. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's Wait, how you want to pick from us. Uh, I don't. I don't have any of those to give up. Thon <laughs> no, maker. Ooh, fresh out. Thon maker though. He ooh, does not. Not as tall. Not as tall as uh, as our, as our guy. How old is he? He's forty nine. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think. The Hawks have young assets. Wait, what's the Hawks deal? I don't know. I'm coming up with one. I literally have none. Thanks, I just Ricky. thought about a team, I've got and you. I was like, the Hawks could use a center. They're historically bad at defense. John Collins can't rim protect to save his life. So why not go get Drummond, who can be a big center, who can score points, who can defend the rim pretty well. Like When he wants to. Yeah, when he wants to. But I mean, like that's team. You're not gonna. That team sucks. You're not going to eat criticism from the national media. Well, you're, you're in Atlanta. That team still sucks, though. Trey Young and uh, Drummond, man. I don't know. Just saying I, the oops. I, I don't think it, it's going to happen just mainly because I don't they think they're in a position to push it. Yeah, I, I don't or, think they want to uh, push their wins up. Yeah. They suck. So why, why do that? Uh, Ricky, you don't have to come up with the trade. I, I do. Because they have money to possible. Um, let's go to this. It is possible. Let's I'm going to come up with them before the end. Okay, I, I don't really want to hear it. Yeah, I um, do. Let's, let's do this. Um, <laughs> the question of will they trade before we get to Blake, before we get to T-Rose. Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to make trades? Because you brought up the whole idea of ownership wanting yeah. to make the playoffs and then selling playoff tickets and making money, the old Jerry Reinsdorf. I say it, it's, it's very close to home. Yeah, so what, do you think it's actually possible that a deal might get done for any of these players? I think if it's anyone, it's going to be like a Derrick Rose. It's not. I don't see them moving on from Drummond or from Blake Griffin. 
Lord knows if anyone wanted Reggie Jackson, he's available, but that's not something that anybody Please will. take Reggie Jackson. Please. <laughs> we will take a unprotected we will take a protected second round pick that's available from pick 59 to 60. You give us your 2046 second round pick. Yep. Uh unfortunately nobody wants that, so they're locked in. Well, that's only until the end of the year. No mm-hmm. big deal. I just I can't see them moving on from Blake Griffin. They they pulled out a deal. They moved on um, from a couple picks, and like I love the idea of you know the Toby for Blake thing was interesting, but like I just Blake Griffin needs to needs to be healthy. And the problem is if you sell him now, you're not getting top dollar for Blake Griffin because he's playing like ass. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's still hurt. So I, I can't see him moving on from Blake Griffin. Nobody wants to go there in free agency. And if you don't have a name like Blake Griffin to entice people to come, then you're definitely not signing anybody. Okay, so you don't think he's, it's possible? I think Blake is untouchable from the front office point of view. I think other teams would love to have someone like a healthy Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. but I just can't see them giving him up for anything because they don't do, have... Do they shut him down this year? Potential. For a month? I, th- I think he just needs a month. Mm-hmm. And he could come back. Like it literally, I, there's but, nothing officially wrong with him right now. He just looks like it's nagging injuries, and he's not all there yet. So I, I think would, if you rested him for like 30 straight days, I'd say shut him down for the, the trade deadline. Oh, well, depending on where the the thing that's going to be the interesting is where are they by the trade deadline? Yeah. Where are they by the All Star break? Because they're only playoffs. two and a half back. Yep. I mean, yeah, the Bulls are also two and a half back, and hey. so are the Hornets. Hey. But it's hey. like. That's the weird thing because this year, even the West, you pointed out, Thank Dave, you. before it recorded, is the same way at the bottom. Where this year has been oddly, it's just top heavy, weird. Where it's just you know, not just top heavy. It's just like you said, a losing record, thirty-eight and forty-three, might get you into the playoffs. Yep. If my math was right there, whatever, I might have added a game, subtracted a game, um, but thirty-eight They're wins might get yep. you into the playoffs in the East at least. Yep. Um, and for the Pistons, that's the part where, as a Piston fan, I'd be nervous because it's like, well, this team can compete for the eighth seed, and if we're in the race, the GM and the front office ain't going to want to make the move. I think you're right, Blake. I would be the one that I keep. Drummond and Rose, though, I would um, definitely trade. If you get a Godfather kind of deal for Blake, sure. Yeah, sure. but he like, would be if, the one that I kind of want to keep. Drummond and Rose, right. I can trade out. And then try to get assets to build around Blake. But if for some godforsaken reason yes. Pat Riley shows up, mm-hmm. he's like, "I need Blake Griffin on the Heat," <laughs> and Pat Riley would never do this. Don't even get me started. Who would on even this give him though? But that's the thing. They've got a I bunch of assets out. and contract filler. Like they've got they've got young talent out the ass, and they've got old guys on bad mm. contracts. So like that's a situation where you could get one of those incredible deals. Also, that but Hawk, they're not going to do it because they wouldn't because they're a great team already. Before I forget that Hawk deal that yeah. Dave brought up, yeah, would be Drummond to the Hawks. Oh, that actually works for Evan Turner, yeah. Cam Reddish, and then twenty twenty Brooklyn's pick, and then twenty twenty one Atlanta's pick. Yeah, I, that, that would actually work. I wouldn't give up Reddish. I mean, I I I I would just I would just turn, looks I like would he rent, might be a basketball and, player. And Turner, have if, if you like Turner, you can I put know. Crab there. Like either one you want to trade, Turner or Crab. Yeah, you can do either one there. No, I think I think that's probably the right kind of value. I don't know if it's two firsts because of I mean, Drummond's the, contract. Yeah, I just thought the Brooklyn pick at least because it's like Atlanta's yeah. pick is going to be a top pick. Yeah, I would. Brooklyn, it's like own. whatever. We're it's giving a mid, up a nineteen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say maybe one pick, but that that sounds about right in my mind. Um, but no, I think that's a problem. Unless you're getting a Godfather deal for Blake Griffin, he's not moving. As, as hurt as he is, they're gonna mm-hmm. keep him. Um, 
they want to fill seats. Seat, you know, uh, asses in seats is always the answer. Uh, that's the only reason I would say it's 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 unlikely that he gets moved. Even though Sean, I know this, this hurts your prediction. Of my prediction's gone anyways. The Blazers. Yeah, it's 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 dead. <laughs> it's Don't dead. It. Yeah. It's dead. It's not coming back. No, it's not happening. Okay. Uh, would you say yes to uh? Ooh ooh ooh. Never mind. Cannot do it. I wouldn't a, do it. Almost had a deal. Almost had a deal. I would not say yes to. That. Um. Anyways. Uh. I, I, what was your deal with Blake? I don't. I don't. I was ripping on you and the Trailblazers deal. Yeah, it's not gonna happen because he yeah. looks like shit. Yep. You didn't look. I mean, that was before the season. So yep. I, I just think I don't think a deal with Blake is going to happen. I, I agree with you that I, I don't think that they're going to make a move for Blake Griffin. I, I don't think it's it's possible. Unless getting like two picks or a young star. No, yeah, and that's, that's and, and the, the Heat are still so much against the cap. I tried trading James Johnson, Myers Leonard, and Casey Akpala, and the the one first round pick they can trade and a second round pick. Yep. And they're just they're 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 over the tax too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the thing is that like I don't think they have enough to get rid of them because you're not going to move Drogic. They would have you're to move Jimmy, one of the young pieces. You know, I mean. Oh, but I didn't, they don't cost I didn't a lot. Dion. I mean, who would you include? I KZ or would you include like Kendrick? Or they would probably want Kendrick Nunn. Okay, I'd be okay with moving Kendrick. Nunn. So James but, Johnson, like, thing, Waiters, Nunn, a first and a second. Yeah. No, it's still not possible Yikes. with the tax. I've almost got one. Taxes are awful. So anyway, you, so you want to give up? Heat, none. They're not going to move. They're not going to move anything. I literally just picked a team. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, now, I know, now but it's like, I, yeah. it's, I think it's just so difficult because of how much he's making. Yeah, how and, much and is Blake making this year? Thirty-four. <laughs> so I mean, and it's fine when he's healthy. I just, I don't know. I, hey, we just talked about, you know, Russell Westbrook, Blake Got Griffin. One. Do you want to swap? Swapsies. <laughs> Swapsies. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Do you think that helps Detroit the gets Detroit gets a a point guard? Do you think that helps the Rockets? The Rockets get Blake Griffin, who may or may not be healthy. It's like Chris it Paul could, all over again. I think it again. could help them. I love it. I, I think it could help the Rockets. I did find a heat trade. I wouldn't do it, though. No one um, would do it. Any heat trade. But Blake, don't Gr- want him. Blake Griffin to the heat for Goran Dragic, Myers Leonard, Derek Jones Jr., Kendrick Nunn, and then picks. Like 2025, wow. yeah. 2027. And I, we already <laughs> said, which we were listening earlier, we wouldn't include Goran. I just wanted to get the yeah. success. So <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Ricky. Um, Great right. success. So Blake, looking the unlikely, final one, Derek Rose. The what are the likely. options here? Oh, I mean, he's he's the most coveted guy off the bench right now, and that's the problem, mm-hmm. is he's the only one who looks good. He's, he's playing incredible. Oh I mean, gosh. outside of Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard looks, looks great, and uh, I'm just going to go with a... I'm happy that he's finally playing up, and they've given him the minutes, and he's doing great because everybody just shit on them because I, I get it. Guys taken after him, right after him, play pretty good in the league. But he, he's a good piece, and uh, I think he'll keep growing. But Derrick Rose has just been nothing shy of you know old Derrick Rose. He, he's got half the athleticism, but that's still twice as much as anybody else in the league. So I think that you get someone who's smart, savvy, playoff experience, uh, he's good with assisting uh, young players. He's great coming off the bench. No ego left in his game. I think there's a handful of teams who would love to have him. I'm surprised the Jordan Clarkson deal went down because uh, I would have figured that the Jazz would have been a great team to go after him. Um, I know the Lakers are a team mm-hmm. that they are desperately looking for help off the bench, and I know yeah. we're going to talk about them a little bit later. Um, and there, there's a couple other playoff teams who are just like, if they had a score off the bench, like mm-hmm. that shit would be legitimate. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Ben Taylor of Thinking Basketball. Uh, he talks a lot about Rajon Rondo. He's struggling how... a little. What's up? He's struggling a little this year. Yeah, how 
His passing's still great, but oh, he, yeah. he dribbles too much, he thinks too much, and, and some of the passes that he is making are, you know, uh, are very tight windows. So, you know, he but they need to play him so much um, because he's the only other player that can pass the ball yeah. besides LeBron James. Um, so Rose would be an interesting one. I just don't know how good Rose would be. Uh, in in transition, at least leading breaks. I know that you know him finishing is, is great. Upstairs, <laughs> I, I just said that he's memo? great. I, he's great at finishing, <laughs> but I don't know how he would be good as a a leader. Um, at least you know, uh, leading the fast break. You know okay. what I'm saying? In, in transition, okay. because you know he, he can he can lob up to LeBron, no no problem. Yeah. But I, I don't know if he's going to be able to hit those tight windows. If he's going to be able to hit you know AD on those closeouts. I don't know how good of like a, a long. Uh, long passer he is. Yeah, he's, um, he's solid. But... So I, I would just worry about his his straight up passing ability. But I don't hate D Rose to the Lakers. The other team, 76ers. Like a hundred percent, the Seventy Sixers need four, a guard. Five, Sixers. Yeah, I mean, Markel Fultz just played out. Outplayed Ben Simmons. Yikes! He just destroyed him. Less minutes, big more yikes. points. Two, two more, two threes, and Ben didn't. Big yikes! No, not um, big yikes. Shout out Markel. Oh, I love Kelly. Like it, I, it, it's so happy that he's finally getting the chance to play basketball. And you know when he's medically right, and he's gonna keep getting better and better. He's gonna stud. The, but, the, the two guard that was promised for Ben Simmons, but the now 76ers, come back and turn the sword. <laughs> but the 76ers desperately need a guard on the bench who can create and who can score, and that is Derrick Rose. He's a perfect fit for that team, and I think they'd have to give up like a Mike Scott. And Ooh. a pick to get there. And Mike Scott's, he's been Philly, hot and cold. Philly fans wouldn't be happy. Philly, Mike Scott's legit Philly. Three, like the regional manager. Actually, it's funny. I was talking to Jake about that, Sixer yeah. fan. Yep. And he, he probably would. And he even said, he's like, oh, I would give, he's like, I'm in not really the beehive. I'd give up Mike Scott in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It would be Mike Scott and something because Derrick mm-hmm. Rose is actually very good mm-hmm. and is on a two year deal, I think nine mil a year uh, this year and next. So. Yeah. It's it would it would make perfect sense for them and they would be disgusting if they could add Derrick Rose to that team. Oh, that that would I would love that for Philly. Like they're a team that desperately needs help off the bench. And again, we talked about I was even trying to mock uh, Alec Burks to them. Yeah, in early I, trade rumors. I, I think I think you're you're right. I, I don't think Blake or Drummond's going to get traded. If anything's going to get traded, it'd be like Linkston Galloway yeah. or Marcus Morris or uh, or they don't have Marcus, Marcus. Uh, Mar- got- Markeith. They got uh, Keith, Markeith Morris, or or D Rose. I think I think it's going to be one of those uh, smaller pieces. All right, Ricky, um, we're not going to ask you what you think about the trades. Just empty the trade chamber. Oh, I'm, I do. I'm assuming you have like Just ninety. Unload. I do. So the Laker one, I have to look back to Christmas Day because I did send one out on Christmas to see what. Um, I'm not going to react to it, by the way. I, whatever you throw out there, I'm not going to react. So, I, want, I want people to take in what you are saying. The, These are all Ricky's unadulterated, mm-hmm. unfiltered thoughts um, that you have to take in. So you're gonna take in all of Ricky's. I got three of them. Shots. He's got three shots. We're gonna we're gonna end this segment with Ricky's three shots. No reaction, Dave. All right. So these are Derrick Rose trades, by the way. So the first one, Lakers get Rose and a 2022 first. Pistons get Kuzma, Jared Dudley, and Talon Horton Tucker. Then the next one is Derrick Rose to the Bucks for Urson and a 2021st via Indiana. And then just because people are saying. Bring him back home. Chicago, giving up Chris Dunn, Denzel, and a second for Derrick Rose. Probably not enough. Not enough. Not going to happen. But had to throw out a Bulls one just to – the dream's still alive. We can And the Bulls, hey, if we're going to make an eighth seed, we might need a guy with playoff experience, and the Bulls might look for Derrick Rose. 
I, I said I wasn't going to react, so I'm not going to. Although I think my reaction of getting up was enough. No, fuck that. Read the Lakers one again. The Laker one? Oh, that one was on my phone. Coos, um, THT, and, and Dudley, Dudley for um, Derek Rose and a first. No. The pick would be going to the Pistons. Derek Rose is going to the Lakers. No, did I have a pick from the Pistons? Basically, the players are Derek Rose of the Pistons, Kuzma, Dudley, and Town Horton Tucker. How does that make sense? I mean, it worked. Derek it Rose worked. is equal to one Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> well, that and I then would the other two say make Kuzma like, might be a little bit more, a little bit more valuable. You know what? Well, You'd be that, wrong. And that's why I think I, ha- I think I had a pick for the Lakers. To- not for the Lakers. That's, that's okay, the thing. That, that's fair. Putting it in that frame. The Lakers okay. don't need another wing chucker. They need that's, a point guard. I, I, okay, I don't hate that framing of it. Yeah. But then including your recent draft pick in Taylor Horton Tucker and yeah, another I mean, chucker he's, he's raw. in Dudley. I'd keep where Dudley. Where you're trading two garbage pieces in Chris Dunn and Denzel Valentine and a second. That's yeah, a no, lot. That's not bad. That, Homer is That is brother. right. No, no, no. I had... You're not bad. I had a first-rounder going <laughs> from the Pistons to the Lakers. Yeah. So it's so like, yeah, you're getting Derrick Rose, but Kuzma is young and he's good. Yeah. So the Pistons would have, have to give up Rose game. and a 2022 first. The, the, all right. The Lakers the one. Laker one's better. I, the Bulls one is The Bulls horrible. one's horrible, but I mean... It, I do. I'd pull, I'll pull the trigger on that. Shocker. Well, Shocker. The, the only thing... Here's the only thing about the Bulls one. Keep it the super is, fans. And this is... Yeah, no, yes. no, no, no. This is the homerism <laughs> with it is... The homerism is the fact that you're getting... You're destroying the deal. They, well, no, the Bulls I would, the Bulls, would have, the Bulls would have to give up a first-round pick, and I just wouldn't want to give up a first-round pick for Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's so why, you didn't, that's why I don't think it happens. Podcast. Yeah, and that's why I just threw it at the end. But the Bucks one is, they're another team that people are saying, hey, they could use a guy like Derrick Rose, and, you know, Urson and Rose making the same amount of money, so that works. And if the Bucks just say, hey, let's talk a, toss a pick that way, the only one they got this year, though, is that Indiana pick... But would they want to go pickless this year? Yeah, I don't hate it. All right, let us know your thoughts down in the comments below about uh, all the trades we talked about here in the uh, the Pistons segment. Uh, if you are a Pistons fan, let us know what you think down in the comments below, especially you, you our guy, Soapy Muffin. But let's move into our next topic, and it is our weekly topic where we talk about the dampest of dudes, the moistest of men, the soggiest of shooters. These are our wet boys, the guys that absolutely popped off in the past week, post ridiculous stat lines, crazy games, uh, helped their teams to long-standing winning streaks, had great uh, uh, marquee performances in the biggest of games. These are our wet boys. Uh, we're going to start off with Ricky Whitmer. Richard, what you got? And I'm glad that you said they helped their team in the biggest of games at the biggest of moments because there was some debate about my wet boy that he didn't deserve the wet boy from his team. He doesn't. That there was somebody else. but On his own team, yeah. I got to go and give it to Goran Dragic this week. I know that the splits might not be great. You might be looking at it and go, Ricky, it's a weak wet boy. But the performance that he put in against the Pacers, a guy that we we've kind of written off Goran Dragic a little bit, um, where it's kind of been like this young Heat team, this young Heat team, and then like oh, and then there's there's Goran. Whenever there's a trade for Miami, it's like well they could include Goran. He's got nineteen million dollar contract. And Goran and Goran goes out there, balls out, has the assist numbers that I like in that game, and hits the game winner. To help the Heat win. Okay. Bam. What I'll ask you is, mm-hmm. yeah, Bam is, Bam, we're yes. not going to argue who Bam, Overall, Bam should Bam have been Bam played it. better, but I liked Goron, what, and I wanted to what I'll ask give you my is, to... you know, 
hitting the shot hitting the shot is the most important thing. Yes. Okay. Of this week. So he is the wettest of boys. Okay. So looking back on you know the the Bulls finals, that mm-hmm. should say Steve Kerr and John Paxson should probably be more important than Michael Jordan, right? Or you at least know, equal like because because that, they both all three of them hit a shot in those moments, yeah, because they hit the shot. Robert Ory is basically the goat then. Yep. Like I mean, they hit Put the shot. The like you can be the best player and have help from other people. Like yeah. LeBron wouldn't have his championship without Kyrie. Well, he'd, have, he'd have a championship at least on the game. Yeah, but he oh, wouldn't have the the most important well, one without Kyrie. I, I would say. Well, here let's just do this real quick. Who's, yeah. Who hit the bigger shot in LeBron's career, Kyrie or Ray Allen? Because I would say it's Ooh, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie, they would have won that game well, in, in Golden for, State if for, it wasn't for Kyrie. For Kyrie us, just had a badass shot. I mean, there was still like a minute left. Amazing. Still for, a minute left. for us, I think we would say Ray Allen. If we asked LeBron, I think there would be the emotional tie of Cleveland. He would say Kyrie's. Perhaps. Well, no, no, no. But, but that, that was a bigger championship. But yeah. I, I, the shot, I, I think, was if Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, that, that game. Well, Ray is Allen should have never got that shot off. That's no. the first thing. Like, but the, that but shot that, should have never happened. That shot helped them win more than Kyrie's shot. Yeah, it kept them alive in the Kyrie, entire series. Kyrie hit that with like 121 left. Yeah, but it was still a game seven, the magnitude of it, going up against the Warriors. Uh, LeBron was unstoppable that that, that, that game. Uh, anyways. <laughs> that series. Uh, yeah, that is life. <laughs> <laughs> the past 17 years. Uh, David, give us your white boy. Yeah, I'm going with... Uh... Classic here. I'm going with jumping Joe Ingles. He has been instrumental to this Jazz team. Uh, they are seven and three since they moved him back into the starting position. Uh, they were a team that was kind of floundering around. They've been seven and three since Mike Conley got injured. Uh, yeah, coincidence. I think <laughs> around not. There. I think not. But uh, no, he had a great week. Uh, he was putting up, put up, you know, cool twenty two points a game, about four boards, four assists, clean shooting splits. Like, what what can you really ask for? A guy shooting uh, 58, 56. Like, no big deal. It's just, he's so good at basketball, and he does all the little things, and he's why this offense moves. And, you know, they tried to put him in that second unit to really elevate them and make sure that, you know, there wasn't as big of a drop-off. But it turns out the best way for Utah to win games is by having their starting unit be so much better and so much more fluid that he's just such an instrumental piece of this team, like, goes under the radar for long periods of time. But he's amazing. I love him. Joe Ingles, wet boy. Shout-out to Jumpin' Joe. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the Jays. Uh, we love yeah. we love our Jays. We do on, on, on this show. Uh, the the Jemphis Grizzlies. Yep. Uh, you know Jaron Jackson Jr., Jandon Jark, uh, Joe Ingles, Jaylor Joe Jenkins. Ingles, Jaylor yep. Jenkins. Um, I'm gonna stick with uh, a guy that we have bashed uh, since he came into the NBA and uh, pretty much. Pre- and, and we just bashed him before the season. <laughs> and uh, honestly, we're just we're just always wrong about this guy. Yep. We, we everything could seem to be right. Yep. He could be undeserving of a contract extension. He proves us wrong. He could be undeserving of the spot he was drafted in. He proves us wrong. Uh, Jalen Brown deserves a shout-out. Yep. Jalen Brown in the past three games uh, against uh, Cleveland, Toronto, and Charlotte. Uh, he has shot 63.8% from the field, 52.4% from three on seven attempts, uh, grabbing eight boards, 3.7 assists, and 26.7 points per game. Uh, the real one that, that I absolutely loved was uh, his Toronto performance was you know, unstoppable. That whole team was. They, they beat the shit out of the Raptors. Toronto had, like, um, two starters. They still beat the shit out of them. I don't disagree. When you look back at the box score, you'd be like, wow, the Celtics beat the shit out of the Raptors. They did. And then you're like, wow, who who's healthy on the Raptors? Okay, but does that mean they didn't win the game, I'm David? Not, again, I'm you, not You only play the credit. people you played. I know. I'm not taking away credit, but, uh, you know, slaying slay a Raptors team with two healthy people, beating down Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. he beat up Charlotte, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, but you still going five of seven, five of ten. Oh no, it's he's still a, impressive. He's you were also gonna pick him for what place? Stop fucking bashing him. I was. That's why I'm salty right now because because you took my what play because I forgot to text out last night. <laughs> and he should have been six of seven too in, in that Raptors game, but he, he like missed a really gimme open three. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, shout Celtics out, might have three All Stars. Shout out to Jalen Brown. That's um, terrifying. Kemba, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown are all right there. If Gordon, three twenty point scores on the same team, Jason well, Tatum's got incredible defense. Jalen Brown's true shooting percentage is something like sixty three. Well, my thing too was that season? I, I was thinking too like. If if he was healthy more, I think Gordon Hayward might also get an All Star nod. Yeah, if he but was too far out, I, I know. But like, if he played more than thirteen games, he's yeah. been looking very good. I know, like they're scary terrifying. good. They're terrifying as a team. Do we know yeah. when Hayward's going to be back? He's playing right he's, now. Yeah, he's okay. playing. I, he, I haven't he, watched he has, the Celtics games. Has recently. been injured, but he's back now. Yep. Um, and he looks good. I mean, he's. I mean, great playmaker. Mm-hmm. He, I, I always forget, like, because he's yeah. been so injured and banged up. He's. I forget how good of a playmaker he is. Um. Anyways, uh, Ricky. You got a fantasy update. Yeah, I got some good news. Ooh. We moved up one spot. We're now yes. eighth. Uh, we're still not yes. good. We're still not good. Uh, but we moved up one spot. Making the we're still We still are duty at rebounding, but here's the thing. Duty. We're about 200 behind the next person, so I don't think we're going to catch that. No. Um, so I'm changing our focus to field goal percentage because it. it's a little bit easier of a because we're lower we can climb up it's that climb. we're like amazing at blocks we're yep. the second best team in blocks we're great yeah. at free throw percentage and three pointers made we're just really bad at putting the ball in the basket and rebounding the basketball if it doesn't go in the basket. Just I also bigs, yeah. have a trade that we got. Oh. This is going to be a no, but I wanted to throw it out anyways. Nah, 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 uh, nah. Our boy King E, the sniper that kept sniping our picks, yep. wants to give us Drew Holiday for Kawhi Leonard. Because we mentioned last week why? that Kawhi's why? not playing. Kawhi doesn't why? play a lot of games. Is the load management hurting us? So I'm assuming King E heard this. And put well, it out there. If we look let's, at, let's do this. Let, if we look at off, the comparison, because I off. have it here. Yeah. yeah first off, first mm-hmm. off, uh, shout out Kingy. Means he's watching. Means he's yep. loving. Means he's living it up. Shout out to him and Ariana Grande. <laughs> Give us the comparison. So field goal percentage, we would kind of go down. Kawhi shooting forty six percent in his games. He's a better player. Um, Drew Holiday shooting forty three percent. Free throws. A lot worse. 87 to 69. Mm. Three-pointers made are about the same. Actually, a little bit better by like 0.1 for Drew Holiday. Mm. 1.9 to 1.8. Rebounds, Kawhi gets more. 8 to 5. Assists, Drew Holiday gets more. How much, Six six and a half to 5, so not a lot. Kawhi's a playmaker. Steals are about the same. Blocks are about the same. Points, Kawhi gets about 26 a game. Drew Holiday's getting about 20 a game. Yeah, I mean, here, so here's the thing. Kawhi's Drew, got 24 games played right now, mm-hmm. and how many does Drew Holiday have? 30. So it's six a wash. Yeah, I would rather take Kawhi for six less games. Then I am saying no. Yeah, it's it's close, but no. I'm going to say the it's deal just, breaker it, is Kawhi, or the deal breaker is Drew Holiday? See, it's like it's like the, two, no deal, the deal breaker is Drew Holiday. Um, I, I would say it also doesn't matter. Um, I would say it's like kind of trading the gap for the old Navy. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to find a lot of the same stuff there, mm-hmm. right? But one's just, it's got a better brand name. I'd rather shop the gap than old Navy because it's got, it's been around longer. You know, 1969, meet me at the gap mm-hmm. or what's old Navy's thing. We got socks for five bucks. That is their thing. That's what people re- recognize old Navy for. So I, I mean, it's just like, it's not enough, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta be on my level. 
Um, thank you, though, Kenny. We appreciate you. Uh, other than that, any other moves? Yeah, I was going to say, looking at our team, I'm going to put up the last 30 here. And in the last 30, I just wanted to take a quick look at how our team is doing when it comes to field goal percentage. And the only one that's really bad is Devonta Graham shooting 35% from yeah, the field. Yeah, that boy chucks with a green light. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's only good at threes. He's really he's the, horrible he's in the mid-range. Yeah. He can't finish at the basket. Yep, but he's like, so good. He's our lowest, and then Brooke Lopez is our second lowest at 40%. But Brooke Lopez only shoots threes. No, I know. That's a thing. Uh, and he's not hitting a ton of them, but no, he's, he's hitting been, enough of them. He's slumping. Um, so the the thing is, do we want to give up Devonta Graham, although he is scoring 20 points a game, yes. and, and we like, bring down our points a little too? bit? Um, his assist numbers are like, 7.7. Yeah, no, he's so good. So, I mean, if we're going to go out there right now, the best field goal percentages um, of guys actually fucking Bun- playing. Let me go minutes per yeah, game because it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit better. Um, the best one is Jonathan Williams of the um, Wizards is shooting 66%, but he's only getting nine points a game. Yeah, the only one that's really 11 points is our highest, and that's uh, Damian Lee right now, shooting 40% from the field and 11 points per game. So it would be a 10-point drop He's been off. on a heater, yeah. Patty Mills also, 45% only shooting or only scoring 11 points per game. There's not a ton of guys given that same scoring output of Devonta Graham. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's their superstar. So, I mean, that's, that's the question. Like, do we drop him? Do we keep him? No, I'd drop him. For who? That's, Wait, you that's dropped not... Devonte Graham? No, I dropped no, Devontae I didn't. Graham. You, I, I would. He would. I would. He didn't say he I did. would drop Why? him because he's <laughs> fucking inefficient. Mm. Just because he's scoring twenty points doesn't mean he's actually twenty and seven. I mean, that's who? Who's I think, our, who's I think you could trade him. I think people would be interested in getting his numbers. Maybe. You go, who's got the least amount of points on our team? Nope. No, no, no. In the in league. The, in the league. We, can, in the we league. can try to trade Let's for see. somebody on their team. That is going to be Saffron King, or Saffron City Kicks. So it is Jimmy L is the last place team. Sam might have an, uh, a more efficient shooter who puts up less points. We could so trade uh, Graham for. This is his team. Darius Garland, Lou Will, Oof. Karis LeVert, um, Kristaps Porzingis. That's, that's rough. Tristan Thompson, Gary Harris, Sabonis, Lonzo Ball, Dennis Smith Jr., Marcus All, Kyrie Irving, Zion, and Eric Gordon. Man, he's got like upside team. Like that's <laughs> if nobody gets hurt, that team's disgusting. Unfortunately, everyone on the team is hurt. How many points is Eric Gordon scoring tonight? He's hurt. He is hurt. He will be returning. But actually, he still I think this upcoming week he played a couple games this year. Oh, let's see. I think he's he was played about at least. Yeah, he's played at least ten. He has thirty percent from the field, ten points per game for the season. He's played nine games this year. Yeah. If we look at really quickly, yeah, just he's the set team, to return, actually. If he was being efficient. On if Sunday. he was being efficient, I would. The team just up from him, which is Team Nicholas. Just one more team, see if there's anyone we like here. Yep. Terry Rozier, uh, Brian Forbes, Rudy Brian. Gay, um, Bobby Portis, one two punch, Steven Adams, Seth Curry, Dario. DeAndre how, Jordan, how much is Seth averaging a game? He is forty six point two. No, no points. Nine. nine I, I would. I would do that. So that would be a drop off from twenty to nine, but he's shooting about ten percent better. Yeah. Um, Probably shooting 
more threes too? He's shooting making no, more threes. He's only shooting uh, four threes a game, making okay. one point six so, of them. Here's another one I want to throw out that he does have. Should we go after John Collins? I think that's too much. I mean, he he's got better, so he's shooting fifty percent from the field, and it's only like a three point drop off. He's averaging seventeen points per game. I mean, you could toss it out there. If he needs assists, then that's if a good deal. If he needs assists, then yeah, because then let's see where if he he's good is. on rebounds. Let's yeah. see where he is on the assist. Zero is on rebounds too. So for assists, Team Nicholas is dead last oh. in assists. Well, then this this could actually work. And he is about let's see, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, ninth in rebounds. So that let's, let's propose it. Let's see, propose let's see so what happens. Propose Graham for Collins? John Collins. Yeah, yeah. cool. We're Nick, gonna, we're check, make your, that check, check your inbox. Make yep. that let's happen. Make it, let's make a deal. Let's <laughs> Wayne Brady the shit out of this. Let's make a deal. <laughs> I love it. CBS in the morning. You're uh, sick. Grandma's making you soup. Watching mm. Let's Make a Deal and Wayne Brady. <laughs> Grandma's making you soup. Let's move into the next topic. Let's move into the final topic. We're going to be talking about the Lakers possibly trading Kyle Kuzma here. Uh, if you didn't see the whole garbage that was happening on social media, uh, Kyle Kuzma's trainer uh, put his, out on his Instagram story, watching Kawhi highlights from yesterday, nobody wants to speak on how sharp his skill set is compared to LeBron's. It's clear who really is in the lab and who isn't. Let me hear the excuses. I'm on vacation. I got nothing but time. And then he also posted the next day, or uh, I think the next story, turn on the film on somebody. uh, uh, Turn the film on. Somebody was dodging smoke yesterday, and it wasn't Kawhi. Hang 10, and then a a race flag? I don't get that one. Uh, But then it was a picture of uh, Kawhi and LeBron. And then Kuzma, around the same time, uh, tweeted out, call spade a spade, and the shrug. Uh, So, seems like... Kuz maybe just be weirdly subtweeting at the same time, uh, but it seems like those two are lining up. That Kyle Kuzma's trainer is calling out LeBron James, and then Kuzma's like, "Yep, look at <laughs> look at that, look at what happened." Yeah. Uh, Kuzma had a nice uh, first quarter um, in the Clipper game on uh, Christmas morning or Christmas night. Um, I don't know when time happens, um, but. Outside of that, Kuzma's been pretty disappointing for this Laker team, mm-hmm. if I could say that. Um, so let's talk about him possibly getting moved. He was a guy that came out of nowhere um, in that 2017 Laker team, uh, was the 27th pick, really fell a lot under our radars. We covered that draft, and I really don't remember talking much about Kuzma. Um, and then the pick was made, and we were just kind of, I don't think we talked much about it. And then he came out right away off the gates, scoring 16 points per game, uh, looked like he was better than Ingram and, and, and Lonzo Ball uh, on that time. And then he came back the next year and scored 18 uh, a game. And then, uh, you know, his You were the one percent- that mentioned him. I yeah. remember you mentioned his name once. Yeah, his three-point hey. percentage dropped off a little bit. But, uh, you know, he's, his three-point percentage has gone back up this year. Um, but he's, you know, shooting less. He has less usage, only starting one game. So... Let's talk about Kuzma possibly moved. Uh, do you want to touch the trainer stuff at all? Have you guys got any thoughts well, on that? I just, with me, the thing, and obviously we're not in the locker room with them, yeah. but, like, with me reading into this, I kind of see, like, okay, we kind of understand already that LeBron, when he comes to a team, the team mindset changes, and we've already made the jokes about the coach, the GM, LeBron, Um to where I I find this to where it's like, hey, you know what? Kuzma ain't going to take it. Kuzma's going to sit there and go, hey, man, I'm going to call it like I seize it kind of a thing. And to me, I look at it and I go, if that's really the case, wouldn't surprise me because we've said it from 
when he was, except for maybe Miami because of Pat Riley, but like when he goes to Cleveland, now in LA, where it's like he's the one running the ship and he's the one kind of pulling the strings and kind of influencing everything. So that's just what I kind of think about. I kind of actually like it because it's like, you know what? Call out the top sometimes because you got to keep them in check. Dave? Uh, I think he should watch his words. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You you have no credit to criticize greatness. And that's, you know what? You, you, you can comment behind closed doors. You can talk about it. But I feel like Twitter is just like, you're just poking with a stick. And he, he maybe he just sees the writing on the walls. Mm-hmm. Maybe he knows the fact that he's been floated out there in rumors. Is he's the odd guy out. He's the guy who doesn't play defense. Maybe he maybe he doesn't like playing on the team, and maybe it's like, yeah. you know, to maybe go he to sees the, the fact that everybody else grass is greener uh, post trade for everybody else. He's like, man, maybe I wish I I could get out of here too. And like you said, with uh, in the Russ topic about the Rockets of like if to Kyle Kuzma, if it's like, hey, I can be like I am right now and possibly get a ring, or I can be like Brandon Ingram and be balling out somewhere but not get a ring. Yep. Like, maybe more important to him is, hey, I just want to be happy and ball out somewhere. Yeah, I think that's that might be a thing at this point in his career. That's where his mind's at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he feels like he's being unjustly blamed for the couple losses that the Lakers have. And he sees, you know, LeBron James, well, who choked in, in in some pretty clutch moments yeah. and turnover happy at times. And I think, too, like the fact that LeBron wasn't hitting a shot early in that game, mm-hmm. uh, really throughout the whole game on Christmas. And he missed like 10 threes. Christmas mm-hmm. night. Yeah. And he had, then like, Kuzma what, eight was points shooting going well. into the fourth quarter or mm-hmm. third quarter. I think that probably plays a lot into it. But also, like, Kuzma, you're not going to, you're nowhere near the talent level that LeBron is. Like, yep. get the fuck out of here. Like I think it's such I think it's so fucking bullshit because like wh- what are you what are you doing like what are you gaining out of this you get to move to L A and then you get to go fucking play in you know I, I don't want to bash any team mm-hmm. so you get to go play in uh, Vancouver because Vancouver is typically a bad team you get to go and play Vancouver and score twenty a night and no everyone's like wow he could be really something special he could be someone who uh, you know championship contender could really look at like I just look at him as some guy that would just waste away. And just not actually have an important career, and just be a guy that like puts up stats. It reminds me of early Rudy Gay. Yeah, OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo. Like just mayonnaise. Like I, I just, I don't like Kuzma. I'm sorry. Like I, I just, I, I don't think that he's an interesting player. I never really did. I didn't think he was that great when he was playing. Like he did in his first two seasons. Um, he was the better rookie. I'll give him credit. Uh, that that first year, we he, we were pretty shocked about the way he was playing. Yeah. Um, in 2017, but I, I, I also think that he's hit a ceiling already. Like I, I don't think we've, we're going to see a different Kuzma. Right. Um, I, he's Kuzma's not going to reinvent not, his game. Yeah, Kuzma's not going to be this like ball handling, you know, six nine guy he's just gonna be a chucker yep. so i don't know I, I i think it's fucking cheap from kuzma and I, I think you can't really call out a guy like lebron like that um because the guy's clearly worked his ass off and has won three championships and he's I done mean, nothing in your career however hmm. though bringing up that christmas day game yep is pretty important because like i even said to dave i we were playing wow and i mentioned this to him of like watching the clippers play the lakers and i know regular season people say let's see it when it's actually the playoffs but I kind of have a mindset, like a weary feeling that it's like, we're all going to want Clippers-Lakers. Like, oh, give me Clippers-Lakers, and we're going to get it. Semifinals, conference finals, one of the two. And then it's like, we're going to expect seven games, but like the Quip- the Clippers just sweep them. And it's There's like, no way in hell. There is a way in hell. There's I'm not no saying it happens, but there happens. is a way in hell. There's no way. Yes, there is. I would. There is. I mean, we've seen the Clippers win twice. How, mu- how much are you willing to bet? 
with me, I'll with shave, I'll shave my head if the Clippers don't sweep. Or actually, if they Deal. do, if they do sweep, you got to shave your head though. Yeah. Okay. So oh, this so is, this is so win win. <laughs> if, if, if the playoff series happens, yeah, this is playoffs. Yeah. If the playoff series happens, mm-hmm. and the Clippers and the Lakers win one game out of seven or four, if the if the Lakers win one game, you mm-hmm. shave your head. Yeah. And if they don't, I shave my head. Yeah, it grows back. It's not like it does anything. Like, I'm just saying it's a possibility. Like, <laughs> Sean hoodies up again. Like it's, my hair's still fucked up. Like, it's a possibility where it's like I've looked at what I've seen and LeBron hasn't balled out. And I know regular season, different than playoffs, and that may play into it, but it's like... You're talking, you're talking just Clipper games, Yes, right? just Clippers. Where it's like, I'm sorry, when... <laughs> You have eight points when you have eight five, points five, heading into the second say, half. Leading the league in the And Kawhi had twenty five. Like that's the thing with me, where it's like this series. There's a possibility it may not be what we all expect it to be. I'm that's not, all I'm saying. I'm yeah. not going to make up excuses here. All mm-hmm. right, I could go in and be like, you know, both guys were questionable for this game. It wasn't like they were fully healthy. AD and LeBron. I'm not going to do that. Clippers won. Clippers are two and zero. Congrats to them. I'm also not shocked that the Clippers might be a better team. The Clippers clearly were coming in. I think they were mostly everybody's favorite in the Western Conference. And we looked at the Lakers like, all right, they're going to need their guys to step up. Like Danny Green, you know, it can't just be LeBron mm-hmm. and AD. We didn't think that they were a full fleshed out team. Um, Lakers have also lost like five straight so far. So, I mean, they're currently in a, in a little bit of a, a rut here. But to say that the four, Clippers, yeah. yeah, four game. They're going to lose the Blazers without AD and LeBron probably. If And Kuz. They... <laughs> All of them are sitting, by the way. Um, if they, if if the Clippers sweep the Lakers in the playoffs, I'd be absolutely shocked. You're talking about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and a, a huge thing that has been killer for the Lakers this year is the yep. transition. Um, AD cheating out to the three-point line and then mm-hmm. running up ahead. No one can stop that 6'10 freak uh, when he's got the ball in some space. And, and LeBron's been great at, at hitting him. Um, a, a big thing that helps the, the uh, Clippers is the fact that Kawhi and PG focus so much in the mid-range that it's tough for AD to cheat out. Um, and then along with that, too, they, they're just such good defenders as well that they can just close out on AD. But at that point, these games have still been fairly close. It's not like they're blowing them out of the water here. And I, and I think that when it comes down to four well, games, and LeBron and AD are going to have enough to win a game. And I think that... I, I think that they're still a super interesting team. I think the Lakers, you can't count them dead because of two games against the Clippers. And that's the thing. Like, Am I probably going to lose my hair? Yes, it's probably 97% to 3% that I lose my hair now. But it's like, I just I look at it and it's like, I said the same thing to Dave that you just said. The games might be close, but based off of what I've seen, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi Leonard and PG blow past the Clippers. And I know that's not what we're talking about overall. We're talking about trades, but it's like, I think that plays into it with what Kuzma's saying because it's like if you're not going to ball out now against this team and we're looking at Kawhi Leonard, he's balling out against us. Like, who are you to call yourself the king or anything if you're not going to bring it every single game you play these guys? I don't think he's not trying to bring it, though. I don't think he's like – I don't think LeBron's like, oh, I'm going to miss all these shots. Like, I I think that's so stupid to say. I don't think LeBron's trying to, like, blow this game. You know, I'm not saying try to blow it, but, like – if it was me, I, I would kind of feel a little like, well, you're the best in the, best in the NBA. Why are you like? Why are you showing up like why, this? Why can't Kawhi's a guy have Clippers? a bad night? What, what is LeBron James also going to go out and you know throw Kuzma under the bus when he's zero for six from three? Yes, 
I, I would totally see LeBron throwing teams. I'm pretty sure Kuzma's already done that. Mm-hmm. I would doubt that Kuzma has not had a game where he's gone like 0 for 6 or 0 for 5 and 3. Mm-hmm. And you're not seeing LeBron like going like, oh, my guy, you know, oh, you got, you got you know, double initials out here. You're not mm-hmm. even hitting threes out here. What a bum. Like, my point, LeBron's not going to do that point shit. Point being, I can LeBron see, might where, tell him I get, can see like, where Kuzma's coming from. Ra- LeBron might go to Rob Polinko and be like, hey, mm-hmm. trade Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be like, oh, that guy's shit. Well, that enough. That even in, in itself is just enough to be like, that's, to me. It's, it's different. Like one's public, him, one's private. Okay. Is he going to be public? There's a better way to do it. Is he going to be public? Probably not. But yeah, it's your ass is gone. And LeBron will influence As it should be, because one guy's LeBron James, and he's the best player of my generation, mm-hmm. and one guy has three rings on his fingers, and the other guy's Kyle Kuzma. No okay. oh. So, I don't know. I, I, who would want a Kuzma? Is there is there teams out yeah. there that would fit? He's young um, enough. We talked about the Pistons deal chucker. before. Yeah, I mean, um, Pistons, Derrick Rose would be great for them. Like that, that, I think that's a win-win kind mm-hmm. of a deal. That's the only deal I see happening. Yeah. Because the thing that I've had a problem trying to work trades out is, you know LeBron's going to want a veteran, someone who has playoff experience. Potentially. And all the other guys like Danilo, who's a veteran, I tried to work one out for, um, like, even if they wanted, like, a DeMar DeRozan, like, if all these veterans have bigger contracts where Derrick Rose has seven mil. Oh, he's on seven mil, And the Lakers just don't have enough, unless you're going to move Danny Green... They don't have enough high ca- like high any. contracts yep. to make a deal done. True. I mean, I think that if you could uh, get somebody to accept, I thought about the guy that you're throwing in there yeah, with yeah. the thunder. I mean, Schroeder for uh, KCP, Demarcus Cousins, Quinn Cook, and a future. I think that's a great deal. I think Schroeder's playing like that's probably he's a top three six man in the mm-hmm. league right now. Um, he's playing incredibly well and he's shooting fire. He's good enough on defense. He can create for others. Like mm-hmm. I think that's that's a great deal. You just have to get someone to you know take the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, uh, and you need KCP obviously to well, agree. Can to they the deal. technically trade Cousins yes. since he's injured? Yes, they can. Okay, I thought you couldn't trade injured players. Nope, it's a two K thing. Um, what do you what do we think about the Grizzlies as a trade option? Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones would not be terrible. Um, you could do KCP for for Tyus, um, Kyle Anderson also for KCP. I think would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think KCP's got the chance of being a three and D player. Like any given night, he can hit shots. That's the problem. He's inconsistent. Oh, also, out. every other night he can miss every shot. He can. That's that's <laughs> entirely up to him uh, and his sobriety. So I don't know. I think that uh, both those guys I looked at. I was trying to find like point guards who were not terrible at basketball. Who would be available? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a surprisingly small list, surprisingly small list of uh, guys who are available. So that's why I think Schroeder's probably your best bet. That that's the upper echelon of mm-hmm. he and Derrick Rose are the two targets that I think a lot of teams would love to have. And that's the crazy thing is is like the Thunder are like playing with house money at this point because they're a playoff team and uh, they have not moved on from anybody. They don't have to necessarily. They can just go into the playoffs with this team as is, mm-hmm. which hilarious because they just have like 18,000 draft picks, but <laughs> and Chris Paul's still under contract. So I don't know. They're in a weird situation where if they do want to go fire sale, they absolutely can. They can move on from Danilo. They could move on from Chris Paul, Steven Adams, and Schroeder and completely just own an entire draft. But like that's their decision to make, and uh, I kind of leave it up to them because as far as having a GM is concerned, he's not a bad one to uh, pick draft picks. No, Sam Presti's got a pretty good track record. Um, just 
he has that yep. one bad trade on his yep. on his on his whole whole ledger. But other than that, that guy's been pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I maybe the Spurs even. Uh, could you see like a Patty Mills get moved? I could. I could see Patty Mills get moved. I, I've I've seen that He'd name thrown it. out there too. Yeah. Get some young guys in that starting guard rotation. Um, I, I think that that would probably be one of those guys court, that would so. make sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Patty Mills has still got it, um, but still, I think he's an interesting name just because he is a veteran, and we've seen him ball out with Australia before. Yeah. Um, recently too. I mean, he was pretty good. Uh, when they when they won the uh, what was that FIBA? Mm-hmm. FIBA. Yeah, when they won FIBA, um, he was pretty good in that, and I think Popovich <laughs> even said so. Like too, like he kind of hates. Patty Mills after the game or something like that because he played so well against the USA team. So I think I think Patty Mills would be an interesting uh, a, a guy to throw out there. But it would pretty much be a wing for a guard um, is what we'd be throwing out there. Yeah. How much is Kuz making right now? Like it's got to be like one like mil, one point seven. Yeah, um, I don't know when you're throwing shots at your your guy with one point seven million, mm-hmm. a guy that has made six hundred million in the past decade. He ain't my boy. I'm just saying I could see where he's coming from. I could see his point of view. I think he's a bum. Anyways, uh, let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. It's just tough to move him and mm-hmm. include him in deals, too, just because he's making so little because uh, he's still on his rookie deal. Uh, but let us know what you think of the Lakers down in the comments below and the Kuzma stuff uh, also down in the comments below. Uh, do you think he'll be traded? Um, it's just difficult because mm-hmm. what what are you going to get for him? So it might be a Kuzma plus something else to yeah. get something Oh, something by the way, else. Thunder deal had Kuzma, and I just didn't read it off. Yeah, for whatever I just assumed he was yep. in there. Also, uh, since this is the end of the podcast, right? It is. The whole thing. This is the last time we're not doing a live podcast, boys. Last time we're not live. Shout out. Check us out on twitch.tv slash podcast. We'll be live. Uh, We haven't knocked down the date yet. Uh, or the time yet? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have my schedule yet, um, so uh, we'll have to do that. But we will be live twitch.tv slash Muscle Podcast. Uh, so go uh, follow us over there, subscribe mm-hmm. over there, and uh, make sure you uh, hit notifications as well, so you can be uh, watching it live for our uh, for our, um, what's it called initial embarkment into new, the void. New year, new <laughs> us. Right? There you go. We're going to the gym now. I know it was a joke, but I kind of still want to punch you. <laughs> you should. We did the head bob <laughs> new new and everything. Uh, anyways, let us know what you think of Kuzma down in the comments below. We appreciate you listening, uh, watching, and uh, helping us out over uh, 2019. Uh, we've had uh, it's been a it's been a pretty uh, interesting year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of changes, some but... some people moving. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, thing that stayed the same is uh, us three. Uh, and and we, we, I love you guys, and uh, you guys are awesome too. Everyone yep. who watches and listens and supports us, uh, check us out on Patreon.com/slash/MostOutPodcast. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Happy holidays as well. Uh, and for Dave Oster, for Ricky Wimmer, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.